Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the CoreCast. I'm your host, Chris Harris, a certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor with over 17 years of experience working with clients to help them get stronger, recover from injury, and improve their overall health. In this week's episode, we are going to take a deeper look at the science behind stretching. We're going to look at the many benefits of stretching, discuss the physiological effect of stretching on muscles, and explore the different stretching techniques with recommendations for best practices. We're also going to provide some examples of some stretches that you can do at home. Flexibility is an important element of overall health. Joseph Pilates felt that flexibility is a fundamental component of overall fitness and wellness, and he exemplifies in the following quotes this ideal. Flexibility is the greatest asset to possess in life. Stretch with awareness and intention, and you will find the freedom and joy in movement. Flexibility is the key to physical fitness. True flexibility can be achieved only when all muscles are uniformly developed. The relationship between lack of flexibility and injury risk is well documented. Here are some statistics that highlight this connection. Studies have shown that individuals with poor flexibility are more prone to musculoskeletal injuries such as strains, sprains, and muscle tears. Lack of flexibility can lead to muscle imbalances, reduced joint mobility, and increased stress on the body during physical activities. Poor flexibility, particularly in the hamstrings and lower back, has been associated with an increased risk of lower back pain. Tight muscles in these areas can put strain on the spine and lead to discomfort or injury. Athletes with limited flexibility are more likely to experience sports-related injuries. For example, tight hip flexors can contribute to knee pain or IT band syndrome, while tight calf muscles can increase the risk of Achilles tendonitis. Flexibility is crucial for proper movement mechanics and injury prevention in sports. Reduced flexibility in older adults has been linked to an increased risk of falls and fractures. Limited range of motion and flexibility can affect balance and coordination, making it more challenging to navigate obstacles or recover from a stumble. Research has shown that lack of flexibility is a common issue among individuals, with studies reporting that up to 60% of adults have limited flexibility in at least one major joint. Flexibility is associated with an increased risk of musculoskeletal injuries. In a study published in the American Journal of Sports Medicine, it was found that individuals with limited flexibility had a 2.3 times higher risk of sustaining a lower extremity injury compared to those with normal flexibility. Limited flexibility in specific muscle groups has been linked to specific injuries. Again, for example, tight hamstrings have been associated with increased risk of hamstring strains, while limited hip flexibility has been linked to increased risk of hip and groin injuries. Also, having reduced flexibility leads to imbalances in compensatory movements, increasing the risk of overuse injuries. For instance, limited shoulder flexibility can result in improper mechanics during overhead movements, which leads to shoulder impingement or rotator cuff injuries. That lack of flexibility can negatively impact athletic performance. A study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research found that individuals with poor flexibility exhibited decreased jump height, 
slower sprint times, and reduced agility compared to those with good flexibility. Regular flexibility training has been shown to decrease that risk of injury. A systemic review published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine concluded that flexibility interventions reduced the risk of injuries by 33% in various populations, including athletes and military personnel. Research has shown that lack of flexibility is a common issue, again, with that 60% of adults having that limited flexibility. Research has shown also that incorporating that flexibility training gives Exercises like Pilates and just stretching lead to significant improvements in range of motion. In the Journal of Physical Therapy Science, it was reported that a six-week Pilates program resulted in a 15% increase in hamstring flexibility and a 20% increase in hip flexor flexibility. And it's important to note that while these statistics highlight the correlation between lack of flexibility and injury risk, they do not imply causation. However, maintaining good flexibility through regular stretching exercises can help reduce the likelihood of injuries and improve overall physical performance. Stretching is a fundamental aspect of physical fitness and plays a significant role in enhancing flexibility, improving performance, and preventing injuries. We're now going to explore a little bit of the science behind stretching, examining its benefits, underlying physiological mechanisms, and then review some of the best practices for incorporating stretching into our exercise routines. One of the key physiological responses during stretching is the activation of the muscle stretch reflex. This reflex is an automatic response triggered by the stretching of muscle fibers, which helps to protect our muscles from injury. When a muscle is stretched, specialized sensory receptors called muscle spindles detect the change in muscle length and send signals to the spinal cord. From there, the spinal cord relays signals to the muscles, causing it to contract. This reflexive contraction helps to maintain muscle tone, prevent overstretching, and maintain stability. Regular stretching can significantly improve flexibility by increasing that length and elasticity of muscles and tendons. This is achieved through the process of elongation and realignment of muscle fibers. When we stretch, The connective tissue surrounding our muscles, known as fascia, becomes more pliable, allowing for greater freedom of movement, and over time, consistent stretching can lead to increased range of motion, promoting better posture, balance, and coordination. Stretching also benefits joint health by promoting synovial fluid production and lubrication. And synovial fluid acts as a natural lubricant within our joints, reducing friction and providing nourishment to the cartilage. By stretching, we stimulate the production of this fluid, which helps to maintain joint health, prevent stiffness, and decrease the risk of joint-related injuries. In addition to the physical benefits, stretching has a profound effect on our mental and emotional well-being. When we stretch, our bodies release endorphins, which are natural mood-boosting chemicals. These endorphins help to reduce stress, anxiety, and tension, promoting a sense of relaxation and overall well-being. Stretching can be incorporated into a mindful practice, allowing individuals to focus on their breath, quiet their minds, and enhance their mind-body connection. Stretching also improves blood circulation and to the stretch muscles, delivering oxygen and nutrients while removing metabolic waste products. This increased blood flow aids in the tissue repair, reduces muscle fatigue, and enhances performance. 
Stretching also affects the nervous system by modulating neural pathways and reducing muscle tension. It can decrease the sensitivity of muscle spindles, allowing for greater muscle elongation without triggering the stretch reflex. Regular stretching promotes the remolding and realignment of collagen fibers in tendons and ligaments and results in increased tissue flexibility and improved joint stability. The physiology of stretching highlights the intricate mechanism that contributes to its wide-ranging benefits. From activating the muscle stretch reflex to improving blood flow and oxygenation, stretching plays a pivotal role in maintaining muscular and joint health. Some of the benefits of stretching include improved flexibility. Stretching exercises lengthen muscles and tendons, increasing flexibility and range of motion. This improved flexibility promotes better posture, reduces muscle imbalances, and enhances overall physical performance. Regular stretching also helps to maintain joint health by improving that lubrication and circulation of synovial fluid. We talked about that a little earlier. Reducing joint stiffness and preventing the development of degenerative conditions such as osteoarthritis. Stretching before physical activity helps warm up the muscles, increase blood flow, and prepare the body for exercise, which can reduce the risk of strains, sprains, and other injuries. Additionally, increased flexibility resulting from regular stretching can improve muscle resilience and decrease the likelihood of muscle tears. Stretching after exercise aids in muscle recovery by promoting blood flow, reducing muscle soreness, and preventing the buildup of lactic acid. And it also assists in removing waste products and delivering essential nutrients to the muscles, facilitating their grit repair and growth. We're going to talk a little bit about some types of stretching and some of the best practices. So dynamic stretching is done prior to exercise. It's involved controlled movements through a full range of motion. That's what's recommended. This type of stretching activates muscles and prepares them for upcoming activity without compromising muscle strength or power. Static stretching, on the other hand, is done just holding a stretch for an extended period. It's most effective when performed on warm muscles and should be done without bouncing or causing pain. Focusing on major muscle groups and holding each stretch for 15 to 30 seconds is recommended. Proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation, or PNF stretching, combines passive stretching with isometric contractions to improve flexibility. It involves contracting and relaxing specific muscles while a partner assists in stretching. We'll cover this a little bit more in a few minutes. Each individual's flexibility and response to stretching may vary, and it's very important to listen to your body, avoid excessive stretching that causes pain, and progress gradually to avoid injury. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the PNF stretching and assisted stretches. So PNF involves contracting and relaxing specific muscles to achieve a deeper stretch, while assisted stretching utilizes external support or assistance to target specific muscle groups. We're going to look at some of the benefits and talk about some of the different techniques of PNF and assisted stretching. So with PNF, the proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation stretching, it uses a combination of muscle contraction and relaxation. And it really primarily targets the Golgi tendon organ, which helps to relax the muscles and allows for increased range of motion. There's three common PNF stretching techniques. One is called the hold relax technique. It's done by assuming a stretch position for the target muscle group, 
contracting the muscle group being stretched for about five to 10 seconds, and then relaxing the muscle group, allowing a partner or external force to stretch it further for about 15 to 30 seconds. Repeating this cycle two to three times, progressively increasing the stretch each time. The second is called contract relax technique. You're gonna begin in a stretch position as before, apply resistance when contracting the muscle group against a partner or object for five to 10 seconds. Relax the muscle group and move into a deeper stretch, utilizing the assistance of a partner or external support. Repeating the cycle two to three times, gradually increasing the stretch each time. The third is called hold, relax, contract technique. So you're going to assume the stretch position for the targeted muscle group, contract the muscle group being stretched for about five to 10 seconds, relax and move deeper into the stretch with the help of a partner or external force. After reaching a comfortable stretch, contract the opposing muscle group for five to 10 seconds. Relax and move further into the stretch, taking advantage of the increased flexibility. Repeating the cycle two to three times, progressively increasing the stretch each time. Another form of stretching is assisted stretches, and that involves external support or assistance to achieve a deeper stretch. This can be accomplished with the help of a partner, a stretching strap, or other props. Assisted stretches target specific muscle groups and provide controlled and guided stretching to avoid overstretching or injury. So if you're doing a partner-assisted stretch, you want to utilize a partner to apply gentle pressure or assistance to deepen the stretch. The partner can provide support, stabilize body parts, or apply gentle force to increase the stretch. Having communication and trust between both individuals is really crucial to ensure safety and effectiveness. You can utilize a stretching strap or resistance band to help with your stretching. Just taking that strap and wrapping it around the targeted muscle group and gently pulling or pushing to increase the stretch. This allows for controlled and gradual stretching, reducing the risk of injury. Both PNF and assisted stretches can significantly improve flexibility and range of motion. PNF stretching by activating the Golgi tendon organ promotes muscle relaxation, increases stretch tolerance. Assisted stretches provide controlled and guided stretching, minimizing the risk of overstretching or injury. These stretching techniques are particularly beneficial for athletes, dancers, and individuals seeking to enhance performance or recover from injuries. It's very important to warm up before attempting PNF or assisted stretches to prepare the muscles for stretching. An individual should always listen to their bodies, avoid pushing beyond their limits, and seek guidance from a qualified professional if needed. Next, we're going to provide an overview of some best practices for stretching safely, including some guidelines, techniques, and precautions. Number one is warming up. Really engaging in any stretching routine, it's, it's essential to warm up the body adequately. A brief warm-up session of about five to ten minutes involving light Cardiovascular exercises such as a jog or cycling increases that blood flow, raises body temperature, and prepares the muscles for stretching. Proper technique. Static stretching is really um, uh, the technique for that when performing it is following the guidelines below, starting with a relaxed muscle and gradually increasing the stretch to the point of mild tension, but not to the point of pain. Holding that stretch for 15 to 30 seconds, focusing on on all the major muscle groups, breathing deeply, and relaxing into the stretch, avoiding any sudden movements or bouncing. 
repeating each stretch two to four times, gradually increasing the stretch each time if comfortable. With dynamic stretching, it's really important to perform controlled rhythmic movements and take the joints and muscles through that full range of motion, getting that smaller range movement and gradually increasing the intensity, and then uh, always maintaining proper form. With that PNF, uh, again, that passive stretch is going to start um, with a 10 to 15 second hold contracting the targeted muscle group against resistance for five to 10 seconds, and then relaxing the muscle and moving forward into the stretch for 15 to 30 seconds, doing this two to four times for optimal results. Again, it's really crucial to respect your body's limitations and avoid pushing beyond its natural range of motion. Some additional considerations to include are never forcing a stretch or trying to exceed your body's capabilities. Avoid stretching injured or inflamed muscles and joints as it may exacerbate the condition. If you have any existing medical conditions or concerns, it's always a good idea to consult with a healthcare professional before starting a stretching routine. And to achieve optimal results and maintain flexibility, incorporate stretching into your regular fitness routine. Aiming to stretch major muscle groups at least two to three times per week. Consistency is key in reaping the long-term benefits of stretching. And again, after a workout, that stretching is crucial for aiding in muscle recovery and preventing post-exercise soreness. Performing static stretches during a cool-down phase and holding each stretch for about 15 to 30 seconds, focusing on the muscles that were primarily engaged during the workout. And when you're listening to your body, pay attention to sensations and feedback provided by your body during stretching. If you feel any pain, sharp discomfort, or intense pulling, Ease off the stretch immediately to prevent injury. Remember, mild discomfort or tension is normal, but pain should never be ignored. We're going to review a couple common stretches step-by-step, some things that you can do at home. Number one is a quadriceps stretch, so that's the front of the thigh. Standing upright, maintaining good posture, you want to bend your right knee, bringing your right heel towards your glutes, Reaching back to grasp your right ankle with your right hand and gently pulling it towards your glutes and ensuring that your knees stay close together and your hips remain aligned. Holding the stretch for about 15 to 30 seconds and then repeating on the opposite leg. Number two is our hamstring stretch. Sitting on the floor with your legs extended in front of you, you can bend your left knee and place the sole of your left foot against your right inner thigh. Keeping your back straight, lean forward from your hips, reaching towards your right foot. You want to avoid rounding your back or reaching with excessive force. Holding the stretch for 15 to 30 seconds and then repeating on the opposite leg. Number three is a calf stretch. Stand facing the wall and place your hands on the wall at shoulder height. Step your right foot back, keeping it straight and heel on the ground. Bend your left knee, leaning into the wall while keeping your right leg straight. You should feel the stretch in the right calf muscle down at the lower leg. Hold the stretch for 15 to 30 seconds and repeat on the opposite leg. For a chest stretch, number four, you can stand upright and interlace your fingers behind your back, gently squeezing your shoulder blades together and straightening your arms, lifting your arms away from your body, feeling that stretch coming across your chest. Remember to keep your chin slightly tucked and your gaze forward, holding that stretch for about 15 to 30 seconds. And then number five is our tricep stretch. Extending your right arm overhead, bend your right elbow, bringing your right hand towards the back of your neck. Use your left hand to gently pull your right elbow towards your left side, and you should feel that stretch in the back of your right arm. 
Hold the stretch again for 15 to 30 seconds and repeat on the opposite arm. As always, remember to warm up before stretching. Stretching and listening to your body is very, very important. If you feel any pain or discomfort, ease off that stretch and gradually increase the intensity of the stretch over time but never push it beyond your body's limits. Stretching should always be done in a controlled and safe manner. Thanks again for joining me today for this week's episode of the CoreCast. Be sure to join us next week for another amazing episode. Make sure to check out our website, www.core-fit.com, and that's core with a K, for great information about fitness, health and wellness, Pilates, and more. Subscribe to the CoreCast channel for an awesome library of workouts at your fingertips. And try a week free on us. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at at core underscore fitness underscore AZ. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider donating by clicking the link at the bottom of the episode description to help support the work that we do to bring the CoreCast to you. Thanks again for joining me. I'll see you next week.